0: Hello, welcome to emotional badass where moxie meets mindful. I'm your host Nikki Eisenhower life coach and psychotherapist and on today's episode I'm discussing reframing low vibe processing from the inner critic. In my early recovery, every healthy move I made on my seeker's path, I saw it as not good enough because it wasn't perfect. And my inner critic would shame me before anyone else had the chance. This is a dysfunctional self-care strategy that erodes high vibes. That makes us take steps back when we're trying so desperately to move forward. It erodes our positivity, and it doesn't really matter if it's big things or small things. I would cruelly critique myself, and I want to talk about this today because I know that I'm not alone in this. It might be the number one thing that we have to work on as highly sensitive people and survivors is managing this inner critic if we come from a highly dysfunctional family. How this would work when I was at my most depressed was I'd work really hard to encourage myself to just get out of bed and get into the shower. And then the inner critic would start. Wow, could the bar be any lower? Most people do this every day without even thinking twice about it. What's wrong with you? Eroding my own progress. I had no idea how to become my own cheerleader, how to encourage myself to do what I needed to do to heal, to expand, and to evolve. Here's another example. It felt almost impossible every day to drag myself through a workday. And each day at the end of a very long workday, I'd get sarcastic and passive-aggressive with myself from that inner critic part. Wow, look at you. Worked a whole day. Maybe we should throw you a parade. It was so cruel, and yet I really didn't know a different way to be. I've learned since then that I'm kind of a human sponge as an empath. So I sponged up a lot of the sarcasm, a lot of the cruelty, a lot of the biting joking that was normalized around me as I developed. Here's another example. I'd worked to make a beautiful homemade dinner. And then I'd pick it apart as I ate it. It's too salty. It's too dry. It's not very good. Oh, you didn't put enough butter in this. Even if I was serving other people who were saying that it it was delicious, that it was great. Unable to sit with my goodness. Unable to use a lens of kindness. And that's pretty sad to have to sit and realize Wow, I want good friendships. I want healthy relationships. But within this relationship with myself, I'm a bully. After moving to a new city, I was trying to make friends. It had been months and months, and I just found myself unable to connect with anybody. It was feeling very desperate. I willed myself to muster enough courage to ask someone at the end of a yoga class, actually to ask the class, At the end, as we were kind of filtering out, hey, I'm new, would anyone like to grab a drink or or lunch with me? Two women approached me and said, oh, wow, yeah, are you new? And I thought they were gonna take me up on my offer. And for a split second, I thought, oh, oh, it worked, it worked, this is gonna pay off. And then they both kind of said in different ways, yeah, it was really hard for me to make friends too when I first moved here. Good luck, and just kind of walked out. I had done enough work by the time that happened that I knew I was supposed to support myself internally, but I wasn't quite there yet. I really didn't know how to be kind internally in a moment like that. I had no script to hold space for that kind of failure with other eyeballs on me. I felt embarrassed. I felt mortified. And that's the problem with having a strong inner critic is that there I was in my low worth and low esteem trying really hard to do something different and brave or just trying to get through the days of my life when my body was really dragging and I'd cut all of it down. This is why it's very hard to have a quick fix like a prescription, fix something like depression. Because it doesn't make the inner critic go away. The best I could do in that scene when those women rejected my request was not support myself, but to let go of beating myself up. But the best I could do was really get angry with them. So if I wasn't criticizing myself, then I was criticizing them. Screw you. I don't want to be friends with y'all anyway. What assholes. I don't need you. Anger and shaming was such a part of what I had grown up in. I really needed to detox that from my system. More inner work guided me to be able to accept rejection from the outside world without resorting to rejecting myself on the inside. You see how that can make sense when it goes unexamined? All right, I'm rejected by the world. I should reject myself on my inside world too. That's how our psychology sort of walks through life. If we don't know how to stop and pull back and be our own observer. And that's what mindfulness is. It's pulling outside of ourselves, sitting on our own little shoulder and observing and going, wait a minute, we might need to question that. That doesn't seem good. It's been an important part of my journey to learn to counter the inner critic with a simple grounded positivity. And that seems so simple to just reframe something into positivity that the critical voice will sneakily come out there too. That can't seem like it can really work. That's stupid. Which is just more of the trap of low vibe processing This is why it can be so beneficial to work with a good fit healer or life coach or therapist because they can point that out. Hey, even when you're trying to be positive, that low vibe snuck in right there. Let's reframe that. So a big part of conquering and integrating this self-esteem, self-worth, self-love work is in fully accepting that we have an inner critic and that the volume is turned way too high when we need that sucker to be on very very low until we embrace a mindfulness it's very hard to wrangle and shrink this inner critic and this inner critic will show up and sabotage any healthy move we make big or small just because that's what it's done and that's what it knows and that's why we're on the seeker's path Our intuition knows, ooh, I have to learn some different and new things because this is not working for me. This is not sustainable. And it's not. It's not sustainable to have an inner bully that is picking at every single thing we try to do for ourselves. It doesn't lift us up. It doesn't clap. It doesn't look for possibility. That inner critic only looks for problem. And that's depressing to have a lens that looks for the problem. That's draining to have a lens that sees problem and is disinterested in seeing or finding or creating solution. We can really start to see the role that it's played over the course of our lives when we start to really understand how big of a role that inner critic plays. It makes so much sense if we were raised by low-vibe households and were HSP. That we would soak up the low vibes of processing. And that those low vibes would cloud how we envision ourselves in our worlds and in our lives. Now this is a simple work, but it's not easy. But all we have to do is practice with, with consistency. And it will feel phony at first, that's true. And that inner critic will show up to say that it feels phony. That this is fake. That you can't believe that a little change like this could really result in big, big inner change, as well as outer change. So in this episode, I want to offer a little simple exercise. And this exercise is for you if you recognize that your inner critic is a power-hungry dictator, lording over every move you make, like mine was for so long. We can take a moment of self-care to write down the common critical statements that fly through our consciousness with way too much ease. And we write them down not to make ourselves do unnecessary busy work. We write them down to make them concrete, to make ourselves deal with them instead of letting them float around in our consciousness, sort of half aware of them, half not paying attention. Then after we have those statements written down, we can work to change those statements into positives, to turn them around, to reframe. And this is the work, capital W-O-R-K. This is the work of healing. And it's why those of you who are listening to this and actually write out the exercise will feel more of a release If you just hear me speak and allow this exercise to be inside of your head instead of exercised, we don't give our psyches, our bodies, our minds, the opportunity to practice a new way of being. So it's very different for the psyche to experience the work versus hear the knowledge of the work. If your inner critic said, yeah, I don't have to do that, or that won't work for me, it's, it's enough that I listened, then this is proving my point. The inner critic, just like a bully in real life, isn't 100% of the time vicious and mean. But this is how the critical voice gets us. It's easier to spot the super critical, it might be harder to spot the more subtly critical. And that subtle criticism that subtle dismissiveness, that subtle resistance that says, I don't need to do that thing. That won't work for me. Nope. I just listen and move on. Well, then those can become the first two statements that you write if you still want to do the activity. That your inner critic says, yeah, you don't have to do this good thing. What's that about? Or if you hear an opportunity to practice something different and your inner critic shooes it away, oh, that won't work. What is that about? What if it will work? What if you told yourself, yes, most certainly we are going to do the things that could bring us some healing? Because that could be a five-minute exercise. There's no
1: reason to not do that. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask them all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? Well, we hear you, and we have been there too. Dr. Dina DiMaggio, a general pediatrician, and Dr. Anthony Porto, a pediatric gastroenterologist, will talk about all the things related to our kids' health, from dealing with a colicky infant to navigating puberty in the teenage years. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, now live on all podcast platforms.
0: Some of our inner critic criticizes inwardly at ourselves, of course. That's why it's the inner critic. But some of our inner critic criticizes outwardly. The consistency is that the critic criticizes. And that has a vibe. It has a depressive funk. If I'm criticizing myself and I'm criticizing others. It's a lens that sets up giving in and giving up. It's very low vibe. It's hard to stay motivated on the path when we're so critical. Lots of times people will ask me, How do you become less judgmental of others? And the work to do there is really to become less critical of self. It's an inside out kind of job. When we get less critical internally, very naturally, we soften the criticisms towards others. I want to reframe the four examples I shared earlier in this episode And I hope that you can try to feel the vibe of reframing. We don't reframe to make everything bunnies and rainbows and sunshine and some sort of obnoxious, sugary, sweet um, delivery that really is just a masked, passive-aggressive, critical voice. If the inner child says that these reframes are cheesy, write that down and we can work to reframe that. That, hey, these sound healing. Hey, these sound kind instead of cheesy. We're pulling into our wise man and our wise woman voices, those parts of ourselves that are healthy and that we're growing bigger, stronger, louder inside of us. This is what we grow in recovery so we can dial down the critical voice. The goal really isn't to eliminate or exercise the demon of the critical voice. I value that part of me too. That's the part of me that can practice judgment and discernment. But I was sort of calibrated to have an inner critic at a level 10 growing up in the family that I grew up in. Personal responsibility says that it's on me to learn how to dial that down. I want that sucker at about a two or a three maximum. So let's reframe. To the depressive critical self that criticized getting out of bed, getting into the shower. Wow. You have been feeling super depressed and you got out of bed and into the shower today. 50 adulting points. Thank you for taking such good care of us. Keep going today. You've got this. We can learn to be our own inner coach and inner cheerleader. We deserve that from ourselves. It's a choice and a leaning in to grow those muscles until it's easy. Because it can eventually become easy. Again, to the depressive critical self, let's celebrate that you made it through an entire workday. You didn't quit. You didn't walk out. You pushed through. You're doing such a good job adulting and working to make money for us in this life. This will not always be the job that you're at. There are other jobs out there. Thank you for doing that for us today. When we work hard to make a new dinner and make something healthy, instead of criticizing and picking apart, nitpicking that meal, we can say, wow, I'm a chef in the making. What a beautiful dinner. We can keep practicing. This is so cool that we made this ourselves. This is such a physically and financially healthy move. 100 adulting points. And to my younger self that asked from a vulnerable place that risked with other human beings, I'm impressed that you risked vulnerability to meet people. To myself, I can say that makes me glad that you are my friend. You and I can hang out together. I'll take you for tea. I'll take you to lunch. Don't give up. I know it's stung. The right person will love to go to lunch or dinner with you. Keep going. And I don't know if I've explained this yet in any other episodes, but I don't know where it started. I don't really know where it comes from. But since I was a teenager, I have just been giving myself random points. It's not something I keep track of. I think it's something some higher part of me started giving me to try to combat this critical voice. And if you like this idea of playing a little point system game with yourself, you can borrow it and make it your own too. Maybe you'll give yourself points and win your own adulting game today. When we do the work to become high vibe, We do. It's as simple as that. I'm going to give myself 100 points for recording this episode today. I'm going to give you 150 for listening. And there's an extra 200 anybody can snag if they decide to write out the exercise. And some days I give five points to myself, some days 10, some days 10,000. It's a simple reminder of, oh, yeah. Yeah. I do get to encourage myself. And in that moment, I'm making the choice to move away from the critical path and to walk further down the healing path. The one that will lift me up, will expand me, and will help me reach my goals and bring me more peace and more fulfillment. Happy reframing, y'all. I want to thank those of you who have... Take in your time to write a five-star review, to share your positivity. As much as we will struggle with that inner critic, the truth is we already know how to be very positive, don't we? We've just showed up in ways to be positive for others. To those of you who have written these reviews that I'm going to share today, I hope that wherever you are, you are giving yourself the kind of goodness that you took your precious time and energy to throw the show's way so that other people can find us and connect with other HSPs in this tribe. I want to thank healing for real. They feel like every episode has aha moments as someone who left a religious cult at the age of 18 to go immediately into a highly competitive college I've struggled with depression and being highly sensitive. It's been an ongoing journey. Keep up the amazing work and content. I listen to your podcast on the road or while studying. Thank you so much. Keep taking care of yourself as you finish school and beyond. I want to thank Head. Good name. Good, good name. They love the content and appreciate the episodes. Thank you so much for listening and writing a review. I want to thank Mads Buck. They say, keep speaking my language. I wish I would have had this tool in my backpack when I was first learning about my high sensitivity. Now 21, and every single time this show is exactly what I need to hear. Thank you for what you're doing, and I pray to God that one day the world values this and highly sensitive warriors. Over the energy-sucking materials society has come to praise Please, please, please continue to speak to young adults because we are here too. Oh, that hits me in my heart. I want to thank Lauren Michaela. They say they've only listened to a few episodes when they wrote the episode and they can't believe how much I can relate to everything that is being talked about. This makes me feel empowered and I know I'm not alone. This podcast is an amazing thing and I believe everyone can benefit from it. Even if you aren't a highly sensitive person. It can help you understand those who are. I'll read one more. I want to thank Sharia Mora Marco. They say thank you from a highly sensitive, empathic extrovert. Yes, some of us are extroverts, y'all. Today I was looking for podcasts to listen to about dealing with emotions, because today I am very emotional. I am an extrovert, I'm highly sensitive, and I'm an empath. And recently, my empathy has been deeply affecting me. After almost seven years together, my relationship ended suddenly on Saturday. There are many layers. I want to send you a big HSP hug. Thank you for writing this review. I'll sneak in one more. I want to thank KEF1891. They say, being an HSP makes me feel misunderstood. And this show addresses a lot of the things that I experience on a daily basis. Thank you all so much. These reviews really help work the funky iTunes algorithm that is pretty much a mystery (laughs) to all podcasters. So thank you guys for taking your time and your energy and helping us spread the show. I want to send so much light and love and good luck today managing that inner critic. Don't let it get you. You really, really have the power to reframe And it's hard, intentional work. And if you keep at it, I promise it will become second nature, easier and easier and easier, like putting on your socks and shoes. You're worth it. I'm an emotional badass. You are an emotional badass. And together, we are where Moxie meets Mindful. I'll see you right here next week. Take care of yourselves.
1: Bye-bye.